Welcome, like now, like we're recording. Yeah, we're recording. Oh, right okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Mile Thirteen. I'm Kim, and she is Jackie. Hey. And Casper is off being spooky. Yep. Doing the spooky spook. Yep. They are uh, haunting people in Chicago. At yeah. A scary haunt. Yeah. Being I- a manager. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, is your. Kim, I know. You I know it's so are just messing stuff up. I know. All right, it's on airplane mode. Um, I don't even. I don't even know how to get on airplane yeah. mode. Okay. All right, I'm on airplane mode, so we won't have any interception. So interference. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, it is October, which is my favorite month of the year. Ooh. Spooky, spooky. We have some fun things coming up for you because it's October. It is our kind of month. And so we thought, why the heck not? Let's double down. Crank out a bunch of episodes. Yeah, we have a lot coming your way, which you're going to find out because at this point. It's locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah, Jackie just has to push the send button. (sighs) Yep, there's a lot lot of creepy things for you guys to hear. I'm super excited. Um, before we get into, so today we're going to talk about the history of Halloween. Uh, but before we get into it, can I talk about the ICM for a second on my trip? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So, uh, Steve and I went on vacation by the time you hear this, it will have been like almost a month ago. Um, but we went to our first stop on vacation was Portland, Maine, which is home to the International Cryptozoology Museum. Which, that sounded so much fun. So. (laughs) (laughs) It did indeed sound like so much fun. However. Oh, really? It's in the back of a restaurant. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was like red flag number one. Um, there are a lot. So, wait. So, was everything at the restaurant named like no Mothman Stew? And- no, the oh. restaurant and the museum have nothing to do with each other. They're missing now on a huge market. They so the re- there's two ways into the museum. You can either go in the front door of the restaurant and walk through the restaurant, or basically go in what is actually the restaurant's back door, which leads directly into the museum. Oh. What? It's a little sad. It's a little sad. But but I mean if you're like if you if you are a diehard cryptozoologist like myself. Um you don't care. Go in with a go in with the right attitude. That's all I'm saying. They have a lot of a lot a lot of Bigfoot stuff. Which I mean, okay. Bigfoot's not exactly my jam. Yeah. But I, I like the the more like out there cryptids, but like the ones you don't hear about all the time. Yeah, like there there's something called the Loveland Frogmen. Have you heard of that? I heard about this as of last week. Do you know what it is? Like, do you know about it? Do you want to tell the folks um, at home or in the aren't car? Aren't they just or Frogmen in Loveland? Yeah, like, <laughs> look like frogmen. So like, so Loveland, Ohio, is not far from where we are. What about 15, 45 minutes? 15 yeah, minutes, something, something like, like that. that. Uh, from where we are and basically they are like they're they're kind of they look like frogs like part frog part man and they stand about three feet tall 
and they live they li- they live like under a bridge like a troll and at one point somebody said he saw one pointing a wand at him i like to think that that's true so <laughs> so i like weird cryptids like that like fairy tale cryptids but the icm has a lot of bigfoot stuff they also have the cutest Mothman I've ever seen. They have like a giant stuffed Mothman. It was like a plush because you sent me a picture it of is, it. It is like a plush. It is. So where it is, like you go up this, there's um kind of like a narrow, <laughs> this sounds so bad. It's like a narrow hallway <laughs> that's crammed full of stuff, exhibits. And then you go up the stairs and there's kind of like a like a hallway with a small room adjacent with another hallway so kind of like a like a c shape but in the middle of the c like you can look down onto the first floor and at the top of the c is uh, the mothman plush and um the jersey i think is there jersey devil i don't remember yeah there's a jersey jersey devil over Mm -hmm. there and because I sent Jackie a bunch of pictures and there were just like all of these different things on the top part of the sea level, but you can't get to it. You can just look across the cavern. Oh, so you could not physically go. No, and look at it. you could just look at it across the room, basically. Oh, that's weird. It, but the Mothman, I really wanted to go give him a hug because he was really like he looked super soft and he was really cute. Um, maybe I'll post a picture on Facebook or something, but do it. He was fresh. He was really cute. So, ICM. Uh, it took... Now, I love cryptids. And Steve was kind enough to just, uh, like, just accommodate. He's like, you know what? Take as long as you need. I know how much you've been looking <laughs> forward to this. You just you just go for it. Have at it. And we actually, I think, bought a Bigfoot ornament, which I don't know where I went. Um, that sounds awesome. Because anywhere we stop, we get, like, anywhere we camp or whatever, we get uh, an ornament for our Christmas tree. And so I begged him for a Bigfoot ornament. I'm pretty sure we got one, but I don't remember where I put it. I have to that just means you're going to find it at the best time. I, <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure it's in the camper. I'll have to look. But anyway, even with as much time as I wanted, guess how long it took me to go through? Was it like 25 minutes? 35. <gasps> 35 oh, minutes. And you probably took your time. And I kind of did take my time. <laughs> oh. So how far out of the way was it? Um, It's actually not far out of the way. It's it's pretty close to the highway. Oh, okay. So I didn't know if that. you had like gone two hours to go no, see No, 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 no. It was, it was on the way. Okay. So, which is why, why, why we got to go. So, um, and it's not far off the highway. So if you're ever in Portland, Maine, it's worth a stop just to say that you've been. There is a giant, like, life-size Bigfoot sort of, like, creature, like a stuffed Good. Bigfoot that you can take your picture with. But that that still sounds fantastic, though. At and there's a video a of Lauren picture. Coleman. So uh, most of you guys probably know who Giorgio Sukulos is, the aliens guy, like aliens with the big hair. Mm-hmm. Lauren Coleman is to cryptids what Giorgio Sukulos is to aliens. And so this museum is all stuff out of Lauren Coleman's like personal stash of stuff. Hmm. So, I mean, I guess it's it's cool. And like you can buy his books there and stuff. And there's a video of him mm-hmm. playing all the time, telling you the rules of the museum. And they let you take pictures, which is cool, I guess. But because it's just stuffed animals. <sighs> 
I mean, there are there are artifacts. But Lauren Coleman, Bigfoot is not my jam, but it is absolutely Lauren Coleman's jam. Like he's written like five books just about mm-hmm. Bigfoot. So it, it's clearly like he he is a very kind of like renowned Bigfoot hunter. Yeah. So if you're into Bigfoot, you should go to the ICM. You'll probably like it if you're really into Bigfoot. Mm. <laughs> I think it's interesting. It's not really my jam. I am more, so you're into more cryptids. I'm more into the lore of like, maybe more, um, I guess kind of like ancient stories, like Native American folklore where it's more um, like the mystical route and it's like poetic stories versus like a creature. You're in luck. Is that what we're doing? Wait. That was an awesome transition. No, but I wanted to talk about my tattoo. Oh, yeah. You got a new tattoo. <sighs> Hair flip. Okay, so. Hair flip. Check my nails. <laughs> I'm really sorry that we had a great transition and I had to ruin it. But I got a uh, tattoo. And it's so cute. What Two is your ago. tattoo? So my tattoo that I got, it's a little cheeseburger and he's smiling. He's a little, like, so cute. He has like little cat mouth smile Yeah, like thing. a little like W kind of mouth. And um, I got it yesterday. Yeah, I got was it, it yesterday. No, no, it wasn't yesterday. No, because it was the day no, before. I got it two days ago. Yeah. And um, so pretty much I had a different tattoo in mind because Brandon um had been looking forward to getting tattoo, so he had his picked out, and he wanted me to get one with him. And this, I had like three or four that I wanted for a while, so it wasn't like I impulse. I kind of did, but, like, I had some thought through. Yeah. And um, I wanted to get a hot air balloon at first. And the guy had told me if I wanted it small, which I did, it would kind of get blurry over time and just look really bad. Yeah. And so then I went with a cheeseburger. And pretty much, so my grandpa had, he, when he was 17, he went into the Navy. He lied about his age, so he wouldn't get, like, drafted, pretty Mm -hmm. much. So he wanted to. He wanted to pick. Yeah, he was just about to turn 18, so he lied, said he was 18, enlisted in the Navy, and I don't know the timeline of when he got it. Uh, From what I understood, he got a Navy boat tattoo, like, right before he shipped out, and um, that one, like the hot air balloon, if I'd gotten that, it had aged really poorly, and it was a battleship with a circle, and there was little, um, like, planes up top. And it looked like a cheeseburger. <laughs> it was 100% a cheeseburger, but he claims it was a boat. Um, so he passed, I think it was in May. Hmm. And um, they got a little cheeseburger tattoo. And Steve, I showed the picture to Steve and I was like, look at this cute tattoo that Jackie got. And he was like, why did you get a cheeseburger? And then I explained it to him. And he, he said, well, I hope that one day your tattoo looks like a battleship. that would be cool if it just kind of evolved into that but no and i like the concept too of people being like oh why did you get that like silly tattoo yeah actually it's not silly and then people are gonna feel really bad afterwards i'm gonna if i don't like them i'm gonna make them feel really guilty like wow you just said that and my grandpa is pretty awesome uh i'm gonna call shenanigans because you are incapable of making people feel bad because you're really super nice yeah, you're right. 
Yeah. <laughs> you you probably can though. Like you wouldn't. I don't know that you would. Do if I was before. close enough, like if Bryn said something. Oh yeah. I'd make her feel bad. Hmm. I could see that. Yeah. But anyway, don't make Bryn feel bad. She's a precious angel baby. <laughs> she she doesn't really deserve is. to feel bad ever. That's true. All right. So what were you saying about mystical things? Um, so and what I ancient was, <laughs> stuff and what? I was saying that I really like um, like the mystic lore where it's less of a thing and more of a bigger concept of like this mystic belief. So there's something that Catholics did called All Hallowtide. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. All right. So it's actually made up of two things. I thought you were about to say, have you heard of this? Well, it's actually made up. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not made up. It's a real, I don't, I'm, I'm not Catholic. Uh, so I don't know if Catholics celebrate these, like the concept of all Hallowtide anymore, but at some point they did. And I think they do celebrate the two holidays that make up all Hallowtide. The first one is all saints day. I'm pretty sure they still celebrate that. Mm -hmm. And all saints day begins on October 31st and ends on, um, November 1st. And then, um, and so all saints day recognizes all the saints even unknown saints and and as well as recognized saints. Okay. And that goes into like in order to be a saint in the Catholic Church, you now I'm not Catholic but I almost went to a Catholic college and so I had to learn a little bit about sainthood. Mhm. You have to perform a certain number of miracles and in order to be a verified saint, like so many of the like an acknowledged saint, a certain number of those miracles have to be like witnessed by so many people and have to be recognized by the big c capital c church oh interesting okay so all saints day is to recognize both those people that have passed muster by the catholic church Mm -hmm. as well as saints who had mir- like performed miracles but like either didn't, didn't so like, like for example yeah look so for example I and I'm just throwing out numbers I don't know what the actual numbers are but like say f- to be a verified saint you had to have three people witness your miracle mm-hmm. and only two people witnessed it so you're not verified but you still did a miracle oh yeah so you're an unrecognized mm-hmm. saint we still celebrate you on All Saints Day so that begins at sundown on the 31st ends on the 1st and then All Souls Day is kind of like Dia de los Muertos for the Mexicans. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's the same thing. All Souls Day starts on November 2nd. And I don't know if that's when Day of the Dead... I think that might be Day of the Dead. I'm not sure. But basically, it is All Souls Day is to recognize your departed relatives. So Okay. Not saints. Just ordinary dead people that you're related to that died. Just run-of-the-mill dead people. Run-of-the-mill dead people. Okay. That's where All Hallowtide came from. So this is like the origin way back in the day of Halloween, like basic, and basic Halloween. Has this been celebrated um, like since early Catholicism? Yeah, or I it... believe so. Okay, so it's not like um, eight, like 1700s. No, um, although we're going to talk in a little bit about it kind of... Um, changed a little bit okay now we're gonna shift gears a little bit and talk about something called Samhain which if you're a pagan 
or you live in Ireland or Scotland, you probably are familiar with Samhain. It's Old Irish for summer's end. So it's Hmm. a term. It's the first of four quarter days in the Gaelic calendar. Now, this is an ancient, 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 like what you're talking about, um, tradition festival Mm -hmm. in Ireland. And um, so the four quarter days in the Gaelic calendar are close to the solstices and equinoxes. So summer solstice, winter solstice, fall, spring equinox. And they were very important for hiring servants, beginning educational terms, paying rent. Like they were just transitional times in the year. So, um, you know, when you way back when um, pagans were like, pagans you know like real pagans mm-hmm. as opposed to the new age pagans that we have now no offense <laughs> um they were very um oh what's the word i'm looking for like it was in a, a very agrarian culture like very agricultural oh, okay. like so the the ch- the seasonal changes were hugely important and so they kind of um arranged everything around the solstices and the equinoxes mm-hmm Sawin was also, it was not only um, for hiring servants and like all of that kind of change, it was also the end of the harvest and the beginning of the darker half of the year. And during Samhain, it was believed that the boundary between this world and the other world was the thinnest. Now, the other world is not, um, it's not just like our concept uh it's not just like heaven and hell mm-hmm. it is the other world includes otherworldly creatures like fairies and nymphs and oh, okay um what is pan he's a peter pan <laughs> no not well, peter pan. what's no pan the guy that skillet? plays the, no pan the, pan the guy that the half goat half man guy that plays the lute oh uh what is he called I don't know, but like all of those things, like all of those mystical creatures are part of the other centaur. world. No, no he's not a that's centaur. a horse. Yeah, that's half horse, half man. Okay, I don't know what a goat is. Anyway, um, but all of those creatures are other world creatures, and they were very much a part of what the um, this old culture believed in. And so the barrier between this world and that world was thinnest during Samhain. So offerings of peace were made to fairies and to the otherworldly creatures because fairies back then are not like fairies like we have now. It's, we're not talking Tinkerbell. We're talking about like fairies will like take your children and like what? wreck your crops and like they're they're oh. not necessarily like good. So they've gotten nicer over time. <laughs> yes. Apparently. Yes. Um so and the dead were also welcomed home for this for the one night. Uh, games and rituals took place, including cleansings and divinations. Hmm. So, um, kind of like out with the old, in with the new, like it's the end, it's getting ready for the darker time of the year. We need to like, we're going to, and it was, it w- and there's a clear cut, I feel like in the year during this time, cause you go from yeah. like being out, well, being outside a lot and yeah, it gets colder and to nothing lives. Yeah. yeah. You're freeze. Like there's. If you're not in an air-conditioned heated house, there's a huge divide in the years. Yeah, well, and even, um, I mean, when I say cleansing, it was it was ritualistic cleansing, but also like cleansing of the house because, and I'm sure that it was it was because this was before modern medicine, so it was not like to get the germs out necessarily, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what was happening because when you're inside. 
And that, I mean, that's why kids get sick in the wintertime because you can't go outside. You can't like, you're just breathing stale, stagnant, germ filled air all winter because you're stuck inside and it's gross. And so (laughs) people get sick. Um, so it was ritualistic cleansing of like bad juju before you get kind of closed in for the winter mm-hmm. and also physical cleansing of like the dirt that you track into your house because you're coming and going all summer and all that kind of stuff yeah um the dressing up part of halloween began in ireland and scotland around the 16th century so the 1500s people would go house to house dressed as the creatures of the other world or as the dead oh okay for several reasons one was protection against those because remember this is the dead and the um otherworldly creatures can come over on that night mm-hmm. so as to get them to leave you alone you dress up like them so they don't recognize you as human they think that oh, you're just one of them think, and like, they think you're with them yeah yep so you're part of their crew mm-hmm. yeah so protection from them also to receive offerings on their behalf so you could go door to door and be like, hey, uh, I'm dressed up like a fairy to accept bread and cheese on behalf of the fairies so that they'll leave your house alone. Oh, oh, that's so cool. Right. And sometimes religious. Now, these are pagan. Remember, religious prayers and chants and so on were performed mm-hmm. by um, by the people in costume or by the people that are performing, like giving offerings to the people in costumes sometimes. And there were sacred fires. Um that kind of I I would assume like burned like the dead crops or whatever like the oh, bad crops yeah. to just kind of clear the fields and get them ready for the kind of the the resetting that they need for the spring. Um, and so sometimes costumes would include ashes from those sacred fires, and sometimes this is the beginning of the trick part of trick or treat back in the 1500s. Sometimes costumed youths, of course, it's always the youths, mm-hmm. it's never the grown ups. It is literally every single time the youth. <laughs> Sometimes they would threaten mischief if they weren't welcomed. So, like, <laughs> they would bully. They would be like, hey, I'm dressed up like a fairy, accepting offerings for the fairies. And if you don't give me the give fairy me offerings, I will burn down your house. I mean, maybe not that, that extreme. That sounds like youth today. <laughs> table flip. Right. Give me food. Table flip. Yeah. It's a mess. But often it was considered good luck to welcome the costumed visitors. So it was kind of like idle threats of okay violence or whatever, and those um though the visitors the costumed revelers mm-hmm. were called mummers, which is a fun name. I do like that. Mum, mum. Okay, so that was Sawin. Fast forward a little bit back to all ta- all Hallowtide and the Catholics. Mm-hmm. They like so many times that religion has co opted like Christianity and it's versions have stolen from the pagans the catholics did it again and took elements of Samhain for their own um and but instead of dressing up like fairies and whatnot Mm -hmm. uh poor children would go out and beg for themselves oh on all souls day that's so much sadder. <laughs> That's really sadder. Um, the term hot cross buns, like you've heard that hot uh-huh. cross buns, hot cross buns, that came from this. Um, because what they would do is people would bake buns uh, and, and draw a cross on them. 
and give them to the poor kids. And that signified alms. Like that was your tithe basically was you're giving the poor kids hot cross buns to feed them. I always, um, I really think it's interesting when religions that aren't similar at all end up picking up traits of certain things. Like when, um, like if Christians came into a certain area and, um, like tried to convert people to Christianity, it mm-hmm. usually ends up being, I forget what, there's one where it's like voodoo and Christianity come together and there's like this weird mixing. I think it's in New Orleans. Probably. And, um, it, it ends up making its own religion. But I feel like more often than not, that's the way it goes. Like it's Christianity. It's Christianity and something. Pushes their belief like co-ops the pagan beliefs and like takes just a little bit of pagan belief yeah and incorporates it into theirs you don't see that with like you don't paganism isn't like pagans don't take their beliefs and be like i'm going to convert you to paganism by mm-hmm. taking a little bit of yours and i am not familiar with judaism or muslim Mus- islam islam yeah yeah muslims practice islam, islam. yeah judaism or islam doing that Mm-hmm. Yeah, you- I, they might. I'm just not familiar with it. Yeah. And, well, I always knew Christianity is, like, the main... It's always been the main We're trying to take over the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always think that's such an interesting concept of... Especially since I'm a Christian, like, seeing how people believe different things. And then just because two different beliefs come together, it, like versus this whole combination and this is a yeah. holiday versus like a religion but i think right. it's it's applicable here yeah well but, and i mean like a lot of our ho- like christmas the one of the holiest of yeah. one of the whole and easter like the day that we celebrate it is based on a pagan day mm-hmm. like there's actually evidence that jesus w- i think i read somewhere that like most likely jesus was born in june or july yeah not then, in December. I know Christmas trees are related to paganism mm-hmm. and then wedding bands. Oh, yeah. I would love to tell my mom that because <laughs> she, I am, okay, I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I was never allowed to celebrate Halloween because I was told it was evil. And I'm salty. It's so, Understandable. So recovering. I've never gone trick or treating. <gasps> I've never gone. You should come trick-or-treating with me sometime. I'm going to steal your grandkids. No, seriously. That's what we do. We go over to their neighborhood. We dress up and we walk around with them. Um, so, they, so, first of all, the kids would go out and beg for food. Some churches were too poor to display holy relics, which is kind of what you do during All Saints Day and All Souls Day. Like, mm-hmm. you trot out the fancy stuff. And some churches didn't have any. So, the parishioners would dress up like saints. So you've got dressing up with all hollow tide too. Mm-hmm. And it was believed, but then this is kind of where the evil part of it came in. Once a year on Halloween, the dead of the churchyard rose for one wild, hideous carnival known as the Don's Macabre. Uh, that's also what the Catholics believed. Um, but the dance macabre also reminded parishioners that all earthly things come to an end, both good and bad. So if you are one of those poor churches who dress up like saints because you can't display your stuff because mm-hmm. you're poor, or if you're a poor kid that has to beg for a hot cross buns, 
that's not permanent. All worldly things will come to an end. But also, if you're the Pope, not permanent. You best enjoy your jewels while you can because <laughs> not permanent. Yeah. Um, Some similarities between Samhain and All Hallowtide. Uh, there were something, there were things called soul lights. Do you know what a soul light is? No, I've never heard of that. It's a jack-o'-lantern. <gasps> is it really? Yeah. Oh. But do you know what the original jack-o'-lanterns were? I bet you know this. No, I don't. They weren't pumpkins. Were they gourds? Turnips. If you. <gasps> Can we do that? Can we make jack-o'-lanterns with turnips? I would love to. If you have, if you are not familiar with this and you have never seen this. Hit pause right now, unless you're driving and then don't. But if you are like stationary, hit pause <laughs> right now. Go to your Google, Google turnip jack-o'-lantern. And you will not be sorry. What, how do they look? They, they look are different? here. I will Google it right now for you. They are infinitely more like than, oh wait, I can't because I'm on airplane mode. Is it because it's red and like, does it look blue? No, they're not red. They are actually like kind of a brownish color. They're like an earthy color, mm-hmm. the ones that I've seen. And, but they're smaller and they look like shriveled up old faces. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. So Google it. They're, they're kind of cute in like a morbid kind of way. That's fair. Fast forward to North America uh, and sort of a more modern uh, Halloween. Puritans are the ones that are really responsible for making the holiday bad, along with Christmas. Interestingly enough, the Puritans didn't want to celebrate Christmas because they knew it was a pagan holiday or had pagan roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when an immigrants to North America started. Are the, they're the ones that started using pumpkins instead of turnips because pumpkins are native to North America and turnips apparently are not. So... <laughs> Um, and Halloween in its current incarnation didn't really catch on until the mid 19th century, but by the early 20th century, it was everywhere. And that's where Jackie comes in. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and sorry. So I took a picture. I have a really cool view of the on air thing. Don't move your phone. Reflecting on your camera. Oh. And I'm trying to get a picture, but it's because. Is Jack in the way? No. It's just, I see it in my face, but not in the phone. It's like, uh. once you use a phone, it changes. But it looks really cool. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah. So that's a little bit of the ancient history of Halloween. Yes. So I am going to be a little more modern with, like, it's about, like, the 1920s oh, okay, and yeah. more contemporary. And so what I'm covering is there's a town called Anoka. It's in Minnesota. Anoka, Minnesota? In- Anoka, Minnesota. All right. I like it. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> and um, so pretty much this town, uh, it's this really small suburban town. It's about um, like 20 miles north of Minneapolis. Okay. About 17,000 people. So not pretty, big at all. That's pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think where we live is about 50,000, right? Something like that. Yeah. So it's pretty tiny and um during the year this town is known uh it's pretty much just a small town that has antiques there's a lot of canoeing and nature around there this is like wayne waynesville that yeah exactly okay so it's very which is the antiques capital of the midwest also the most haunted place in ohio fyi yeah so we're gonna cover that but 
Yeah, it's pretty much like that. And um, this town is known as the Halloween capital of the world. Whoa. Yeah. That's a big name. Yeah. For the small town in uh, Minnesota. The world? In the world. Not even Halloween capital of America. In the world. Whoa. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, it so the reason it has that name is it is believed to be the first town to actually like celebrate the holiday as a town. Oh. So that's how it gets that is there was um, I'm sure there. So the um, holidays that you were talking about weren't quite Halloween. Right. So this is the first like it was just. Yeah, it was. Day yeah. So Samhain and All Hallowtide were just like traditional religious holidays that happen to fall mm-hmm. on the day that we now celebrate Halloween and probably the bastardization of both of them is what we celebrate now. Yeah. Yeah. USA. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our slogan. The bastardization of the bastardization of everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> USA. Pretty much though. Yeah. Um so a, okay, so actually a century ago almost on the dot so 1920s um way back when kids you were talking about the youths being hooligans yeah and this still kind of rang true because the kids would get around and on halloween it was a day where kids would go out and just wreak havoc on everything it's like the purge honestly pretty much whoa and this is kind of across the board like kids it was just a day that you would pull pranks and like be and a hooligan. Old school Halloween costumes in this time period are terrifying. Yeah, too far. Like the um the doctor geek thing. Oh yeah. I don't like those. I've seen some of those, like the actual ones in Rotenburg, Germany. If you ever get to go. Oh really? There is a torture museum with authentic medieval torture things. It that's, is That's awesome. It, uh, uh so ICM, the the crypto museum, took me 35 minutes. I spent like three hours in the torture museum. I couldn't even imagine. It was amazing. Um. Okay, well, this isn't that exciting. But um, <laughs> pretty much, so because the town would be so destroyed the next day, um, in 1920, there is a lady who pretty much thought up a way to distract kids by creating this really big event on Halloween. Oh. So um, you wouldn't be out doing stuff if the town was throwing this big party. Right. So um, <laughs> so the kids would do things when they were destroying. They would soap windows, tip over outhouses. Oh, yeah. that's no fun. Let cows loose put <laughs> and put um, chickens and wheelbarrows on top of houses. How do you get a wheelbarrow <laughs> I, on top I don't of know. a house? When you're young, like a chicken, you get I can understand. You kind of throw them up. And they kind like, of kind of throw it up, or even like tuck it up under your arm. Like chickens aren't that big. You can climb up a ladder with yeah. a chicken. How are you going to get a wheelbarrow on top of a house? Yeah. So like, and these are the things the kids were pulling off. So impressive, children. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. If you are a senior, if you are a member of the class of 2020, please. Nineteen. Oh, 1920 or 2020. 2020. If you're graduating in the fall or in the spring, if you're a senior of the class of 2020 listening right now, find some wheelbarrows, find some chickens, put them on a house, put them on your school roof, 
That'd be a good idea. That's and soap all the windows. Like go out late at night, soap all the windows of the school. That's your senior prank. Bring outhouses and then tip them over too. Get some porta potties. <laughs> Knock those over. <laughs> Just put them sideways on the school lawn. Get some cows. Put those in their sides. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll chill there if they don't care. They, yeah, no, cows don't care. Yeah. I'm telling you, class of 2020, remember your ancestors, your great grandparents. <laughs> Do this for them. Do it for them. Yeah. I think they would appreciate it. They, your great grandma would be so proud, I'm telling you. Because, okay, so this is a tangent, but kids have gotten a lot wimpier. Like, now I feel like pranks are... Like, do, do they even you do even senior pranks anymore? Um, yeah. But they're... They usually get approved through the school at first, and... What's the point? Ours was we didn't park in our parking spaces. Are you serious? Yeah. And then we got in trouble, so we had to park in our parking spaces. That's stupid. Yeah. So, don't be like us. Yeah. Step... Okay. Seniors, step it up. Right. Kids, step it up. Right. You have it in you. Get hurt, fall over, do all that You're stuff. You're supposed to be rebellious. Yeah. But you know what? Kids are being rebellious now. You know, like Greta. That's how they're being rebellious is they're like giving speeches to the president. That's not rebellious. Oh. I mean, that's cool. Good on you. Like fight the man, fight the system. But that's not being rebellious. Like be fun rebellious. Yeah. Don't take yourself so seriously. <laughs> Anyways. So back <laughs> to how we stifled that. Um, <laughs> so pretty much. So 1920 was the first year that they had done this holiday uh, celebration in the town. And it got businessmen, schools, parents, children heavily involved. Uh, the first year, all they did was they threw a bonfire in a parade. But they got all the teachers involved. So all the kids during school would make these outfits. So all the oh, kids would do parades. Cool. And it was this huge event. And it, it worked. Yeah. It worked really well. Because in 1920s, what else are you going to do? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why they did all that. Not Well, maybe that's why kids today aren't, quote unquote, naughty anymore. Is because there's too much stuff for them to do. And they're not bored enough. That's true. I, Boredom will make you do weird things. That Yeah. This is very true. Um, So by 1937, the celebration expanded to o- having over 200 children involved and 20,000 spectators. Wow. And three parades. Wow. Yeah. So the town is 17,000 people. How, wait, when did, how long did it take to grow to that? 17 years. Whoa. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it just, it, it took off. And um, the festival had actually, it's run every year since. And as of next year, it's going to be a hundred year anniversary. Oh, I bet it's going to be huge. Yeah. We should go. Which That's what I'm thinking is we should go. And it ran every single year except 1942 and 1943. Because of the war. Yeah, because of World War Two. Yeah. So, sadly, probably, honestly, like, a lot of the quote-unquote kids that would have been off causing problems were probably off fighting a war. Yeah, probably. I mean, obviously, the, like, the 10 and 11-year-olds were still there, but, like, like your grandpa, like 15, 16 year old kids mm-hmm. are lying about their age so they can go off and fight a war. So yeah. like the kids that are really normally that it was for are gone. Yeah, that is true. Um, so, but yeah, so this, this worked so well. Like there was no problems for a while or if there were problems, it was like, it was very easy to fix. There was nothing serious. Um, it, 
stopped all of that completely. It was like a creative outlet, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And so now today, which I I genuinely want to do, um, go to this festival because the festival today, it's involved. Um, there's a ton of events that are going on. <laughs> there's and a lot of them are kid oriented because this was geared towards kids initially. So right. this is bring your family. That's cool. Small hooligans. Yeah. So it's not like Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson kind of stuff. No, this is a very happy. It's it's um like a pumpkin kind of Halloween versus like ghost Halloween. If that yeah. makes sense. So it's like peanuts versus like yeah. Charlie Brown versus Charlie Manson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like that. Uh, and so they do. <laughs> apparently, so now they do pillow fights, fireworks. Royalty coronation, so I guess that's the the queen of the festival, like crowning mm-hmm. a younger person. Concerts, dances, and then they'll have contests with painting, uh, decorating your houses, and costume contests. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and these have gone on from generation to generation. So this is run every year. I wonder if they still like. Do they still get time in school to work on their costumes? And Honestly, stuff? I think so. Cause that's it's, so cool. It, it consumes the town the town yeah. doubles in size during this and it actually oh there's a cat in the window oh there's b again she oh. always does this during the show she's going oh she sounds so sad oh she really does um but so the cool thing about this is because it's a smaller town you know how people if it's a small town, you're more likely to stay there just because that's your family you're close knit yeah and so there's two, three, four generations of people celebrating this holiday. Oh my gosh, how cool would it be like if your family was there for like all of this hundred years if you got to wear like your hundred year relative that would be costume? So cool. From the first year. Yeah. That would be neat. That would be I I bet you there's some families that still have oh, that I'm like sure, original that's, costume. That's not that long. Like my grandma has stuff that's older than a hundred years yeah. easily. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's very now it is the culture, it is the town. Everyone gets involved and it runs just just really deep with everyone. Um the festival actually starts October 10th, which as we're recording it today is October 10th. Yeah. So today is the day it starts and uh, the very first event is a wine and canvas thing. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, so. in Anoka, I know it's not October 10th anymore, but I hope you enjoyed your wine and canvas night. Uh, there's a few of them. There was like four four different wine and canvases. Well, all right then. Yeah. But so it runs October 10th through November 2nd. So it's oh. a, three weeks. Yeah. It's, it's a huge ordeal. And I was looking at the calendar and it's like every single day there's multiple things going on. There's this tiny town has a year around... Um, nonprofit that's geared just towards this like month pretty much wow yeah it's very it's a big deal um and so (laughs) they do things like so there's a halloween party at the library and this is over the course of the month scavenger hunt there's an anti-crime breakfast (laughs) which like this just everything about this is so so wholesome wholesome. yeah so nice and the efforts provide um, reward money, purchasing information from informants, educating citizens, maintaining the crucial prevention programs, and just, like, a bunch of stuff like that. It's like stuff that we have to pass levies for. They just have a Halloween party and 
Yeah. Well, because like, they get so many people. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, there's a pumpkin carving contest. Of they, course there is. They still do the bonfires, which I love. Yeah. Um, they have a night parade. Well, they have three different parades. One is um the children's costumes. There's a nighttime parade, and then there was a third one that was just just like during the day. Um, but in this month, there's three different parades. Wow. And that's that's about a third of what they do. Like there was a holy. Bowl. That's like a third of what they do. They do. It was so. I got halfway down the list and picked the best ones, and oh. then I got distracted. But it's jeez. It's every single night. There's something. There's a pancake breakfast. Um. There was a medallion scavenger hunt because I guess cool. you used to have to pay with medallions again, and or like that was your ticket. Aww. So th- there, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're doing this. Yeah. We're going next year to it, the hundredth anniversary. Huh. My favorite thing that they do is the very last day. There's a big event where you can go get apple cider. There's all these booths, Aww. and it's a pumpkin smashing <gasps> event. But what they do it because pumpkins go to landfills. So they have everyone come out, smash their pumpkins, and then they use it in like a compost thing. Oh, cool. So it doesn't go to landfills. So I again, like, like Anoka, super Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I bet it's heckin' cold up there during this time, but. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's all right. You go with hot cider and you're good. Yeah. But I thought that was the coolest thing because I'm sure so they go much all fun. out. So there's 5,000 pumpkins. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure they're. they're and you, that's so much fun, too. Like, hey, just come out and smash, smash them. pumpkins. I bet you they do pumpkin chunking, too. What's that? It's like with the trebuchets, like where you load a pumpkin on a giant trebuchet and you like fling it in the air yeah. and like try and see how far it goes. I, I guarantee they do I, it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, But yeah, so. That's all I ha- I have another story, but that's all I have about like Anoka. Anoka. I really want to go. I do too. So mm-hmm. we we just got back. So Steve and I just celebrated our 15th anniversary on October 2nd. And so we went to um, Vermont and Maine for two weeks. And we were talking about where are we going to go next year for a vacation, mm-hmm. like around this time of the year. Because I love, I love the changes up north in the fall. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about going back to Keweenaw Peninsula of Michigan, which is like my f- second favorite Do spot this. in the world. But I'm going to tell him like we are we need to make our reservations now because I'm sure that mm-hmm. it's going to book way out in advance. So we need to make our reservations now and we are going next year to Anoka for the 100th yeah. anniversary. And I think that'd be so that's why I want to go too. is next year is 100 years. That's so a big gonna deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all out. Yeah. And like. And again, you, it's a really good family trip. If you are cool with Halloween, unlike my parents, again, (laughs) still better. Um, Like, it's just so much fun. Like, it's very pumpkin-y, and there's a bunch, a lot of the events are geared towards kids, and it's just a very wholesome, cool environment. That's very neat. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that, that is the history of the Halloween Town. I did pick out another story because I thought this is kind of short. Yeah. And I looked up a haunted house in Anoka. Oh, like a legit haunted house a legit or like one. a Casper haunted oh. house? Um, legit haunted house. So I also, I looked up haunted houses in Minnesota and especially around this town. Yeah. There's a ton of um other stuff you can do. So there's a, a ton of really well-ranked haunted houses that are ones that you go through and like get scared. Oh, yeah. 
uh, like staged haunted houses right. and corn mazes because this whole area is just a hot spot for like tourism. Right. And yeah, so there are s- scary things that you can go see when you go visit. But um, this is an actual haunted house. Um, You're not allowed to enter. So it's not like a. um. Ooh. So it's not like a museum, museum. or anything. Yeah, it's, it's like, not a museum. Is it like anything. condemned or. Uh, it's condemned. I but wonder people if, sneak in. Yeah. So it's like, what is that? There's, um, like a, chi- like a children's orphanage or asylum or something that's in Kentucky that people are like, it's just over the river. I think it's not too far down in mm-hmm. Kentucky and people go there all the time and like cops have to chase them off, but I'm not sure. But so yeah, it's okay. So it's yeah. one of those. Kind so of it's. It's not, it's physically not safe to go in because it's old. Yeah. So it's kind of condemned, but people will sneak in anyways. So if you go, maybe don't go upstairs. Um... It would be really cool to sneak in. We didn't tell you to do that. We absolutely did not. But if you do, write us, <laughs> write us and tell us about it. And but seriously, for your safety, please don't go upstairs because you yeah. will fall and hurt you, yourself. So from what I read, and look into this more before you go. If you do, um, you can walk the premises. Cause, oh, because the grass is safe. Right. Well, yeah. I <laughs> mean, it's probably just yeah. Like it's just like old rotted wood. Yeah. I would imagine. So I mean, just be careful. Yeah. It's because. It was built in 1900, so it's 120-ish years old. Yeah. Um, smells like dog fart. There's a dog down there. Yeah, it smells like dog fart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this building is called the Anoka State Hospital. So it's an asylum, mm. and it it's pretty interesting. So the massive structure, it's almost um. Pictures show to kind of look like a college campus. Like it's one of those where oh, there's wow. just, there's like buildings everywhere. So it's yeah. not one building. It's oh. almost like a campus. So you, not that we're advocating that you go sneak on, but it's probably harder to catch you because there's a lot of buildings. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it, okay. So it once housed as many as a thousand mentally ill patients at one uh, time. But that makes me so sad. It does, oh, that's a big number, but it does sound, it looked like there was so much room that it's it, good. It, it was crammed, but because it was, it was more bearable because you had some space. So the conditions are not like what you think of as an turn of the century mental hospital. Like the conditions are not filthy and cramped and like. Or they are. Um, your, your face is like, oh, I wouldn't go that far. So I didn't read anything about um, the cleanliness. I read more about the the processes that they would try and heal people. <sighs> Which are very barbaric. Yeah. So, well, okay. So I'll just, I mean, because well, I mean, it's not even like that place. It's just at that time. The process is because you think you're helping. So you're like, I'm going to shock you. Yeah. So you think that you're doing good by doing a lobotomy and you're really Mm -hmm. just not. Yeah. 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 And, um, so it, I read this really cool sentence in one source and it said that it's situation situated off, um, of the rum river. And it said it's considered one of the most spiritually unsettled pieces of land. Ooh. But I, I, I looked and I couldn't find anything, so I don't know. 
if I wasn't like Googling the right thing or because I mm. didn't know what to search for. Yeah. Um, but that sentence stuck out to me. And yeah, that kind of sends a chill through you. Yeah. Because there's a difference between it, being spir- like haunted and spiritually unsettled. That just sounds. Ooh. And because isn't um, Minnesota was a heavily like Native American. I, it was heavily populated yeah. at one point. So that's that's what I was thinking, but I couldn't find anything. Mm. So it could have just been a sentence or it could have been um, something deeper and I wasn't searching right thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so in March of 1900, it opened and there was 100 male patients who were diagnosed as incurable. And so they pretty much they went there to just live and die because when it initially opened it wasn't a we're going to heal you it was just like a living space yeah like this is where you can put your crazy relatives that you don't feel like taking care of anymore yeah this is where you can stow them away and forget about them pretty much and so it took it actually took decades for treatment to begin there oh yeah and so in 1900s i don't know when it started but like 1930s 1940s mm. maybe it mm. not yeah. not great time i think they said that um 60 of the 100 first people that were there died there so which isn't really surprising because you, that like that was the whole point like you put them there to get rid of them so yeah you put them there and they're forget a about nuisance them. yeah quote unquote yeah um yeah and so when they did die they were buried in unmarked graves oh. Um, but so kind of good news is now currently in Anoka, there is a group of people who are doing a lot of forensic work, trying to find these people and at least, um, at least give them headstones with their names. Right. So they're trying to fix it now. Is it like an active archeological site too? Part of the reason why you can't get there? I I'm honestly not sure. I didn't read anything about it. Interesting. Or I bet it, you that's part of the reason why it's probably there's probably like an excavation area mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. And I thought that was cool that people were trying to do that. That is really nice. Yeah. I like Anoka. Yeah, Anoka, I mean, minus this, they're doing pretty well. I mean, that was a hundred <laughs> years ago. They're way cooler now. They're they much closed, nicer. They closed in nineteen ninety nine. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but it could have been that they improved. Right. They probably did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they weren't doing still electric shock therapy and like all those awful things. Yeah. Um. So in 1900, I, like I said, they opened with 100 people. And then um, a couple years later, they allowed women. So then it, um, it was everyone, not just like a male. Oh, ward. yeah. And it went from 100 to 1,060 years so it was very heavily populated the asylum they used electroshock hydroshock and they performed lobotomies that were often (sighs) unsuccessful because you're just cutting out a chunk of your brain and crossing your fingers pretty much Uh. um and they did other outdated techniques to try and cure those who were quote-unquote sick and um they often made patients wear like leather restraints and straight jackets mm. and i read too if you did go in because i read a lot of stories about people who just went in anyways yeah and you can still find those in there you can still find the restraints <gasps> it's a lot of the stuff is still 
inside. Oh, so I'm sure there's a lot of bad That's energy. Still, yeah, oh, connected. yeah. I'm kind of surprised that that stuff is still there. That people haven't taken all of it by now. Like yeah. just people that go there that shouldn't be there on the property, just swipe it as a souvenir. I think it's heavily patrolled too. Okay. I think that's so why. It's probably hard to get in and out without being seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that because the cops know like the legend and stuff, they probably turn a slight blind eye to it. But if you were to try to walk out with a straight jacket, they'd be like, uh-uh, friend. Yeah. Because yeah. we, I had gone to an asylum once and it was a similar situation, but it was uh, gated off and there was a cop outside. Mm. So we just walked around the outside and we're like, we're not doing anything. Yeah. And we, we did not break in. We did not break in, but. <laughs> <laughs> because you would say. Because there was did. a cop in the parking lot. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah. So. Fun stuff. It, yeah. Uh, so in 1978. There were patients who had actually escaped and they had killed a nearby neighbor. Whoa. Yeah. And yeah. So that didn't um, didn't make things easier on them. The employees kind of retaliated, got a lot stricter. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, I had read it. I don't know. (laughs) I had read something apparently. So. People who are are able to make it into the building, they have reported seeing fingernail scratches and the word no carved into walls. Whoa. Yeah. Um, apparently, this is one of the most haunted buildings in the state. And there's a lot of lore that patients do not want people coming in. Like, I had looked at a lot of personal people writing in and telling things, and they had said... If you go there, like, you will experience something. There's a very big, they want no one, nothing to do with you. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, oh, so, before I get to all that stuff, when the asylum closed in 1999, which is 20 years ago. That's recent. I was alive then. Yeah. Yeah. That was the year before I graduated high school. Was it really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is recent. Yeah. Um, so the building, so when it closed, the building was boarded up, but there's still underground tunnels. So the tunnels were, they were originally used to transport patients without bringing them outside and like, um, probably also body storage. Yeah. Um, I saw that episode of American Horror Story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I think most of my stories of people breaking in, the tunnels are mm. a lot safer. So that I th- that's usually where they go in because it's those are still holding. Up Not that well. we're advocating that you sneak in. But if you do, probably the tunnels are a good way to go. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No, I do not. <laughs> but kind of do your own research. Choose for yourself. I think it'd be cool. Um. <laughs> So the tunnels are also a hot spot of stuff because people would go in there to try and escape. They would either go in there to actually like commit suicide or they would go in there trying to escape, get lost. To me, the tunnels are infinitely scarier because Mm -hmm. you're underground. There's one way in, one way out. But there's a lot. It branched off a lot. So people could get you can get lost in these. Yeah. Yeah. That is infinitely scarier. Oh, yeah. Um, 
so yeah don't go in the tunnels you're gonna get lost if if you do tie yourself to a string a very long string have that string run outside and then once the string gets taut do not i don't trust the ghost to not untie the string okay if you get to a crossroad just turn back when you know it's a straight shot yeah just don't or i don't know or don't go. I really want you to. <laughs> but <laughs> it's probably smarter not to. It's like playing the uh, elevator game. Better not chance it. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drive home tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so back to sad things. It, there is a, it's documented at least 400 people died and are buried on the property. Whoa. Yeah. In unmarked graves. Oh. Yes. And that is what is documented. So yeah, a lot a lot of bad stuff. And it's uh, all people who probably weren't suffered. happy being there. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's very heavy. I read a lot of people said you could just like feel Yeah. Like that's some negative sadness. energy there. Yeah. Um so <sighs> Okay, so if you do go, this is like in stark contrast to I know Anoka's yeah. like wholesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was trying to figure out which way I wanted to go: happy, sad, or sad, happy. I figured to go happy, sad, leave you depressed when you <laughs> <laughs> when you're done with our show. That's I thought that was the best option. I like that. Yeah, you thought this was happy? No, Psych. there's no hope. <laughs> Everyone's sad. Anyways, so. It is believed today that um, there are ghosts of those who are tortured that you can still see today. A lot of people say you can see um, shadows in the windows. And again, mm-hmm. it's not safe to go up there. So okay. there's probably not anyone up there. Um, and then this was kind of funny. So there's a large cat population on the property. And this, like I read in several different places that this is a thing so it's not just like it is known for being this dense cat population and people think that the cats are reincarnated souls of those who killed themselves on the property i don't like that yeah at all because cats are smart enough to be like yeah especially because one was just looking in the window i i was there (laughs) like i don't i don't like that but it's it was called like cat, not Cat Island, but it it had a nickname for just like there's just so many cats over there. Ooh. Um, I like cats, but I don't like a lot of cats in one place at the same time. They can be evil unless it's Key West and it's Ernest Hemingway's cats with the extra toes. <laughs> I'm down with that. Not no, not an I asylum. Just don't like. I don't like. The only large group of animals that I would be comfortable with is a group of dogs. A gaggle of dogs? No, because gaggle refers to geese and geese are evil. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for comparing them. <sighs> it's a pack of dogs, Jackie. A pack. I just think a gaggle horde. is such a fun word. A horde of dogs. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hmm. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to continue with my story. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Cats. Um, there was someone who was recording, uh, in the asylum and the words get out were recorded very clearly. 
And people have also said that they'll be walking in there and there'll be just two of them and they hear footsteps behind them. <gasps> Ooh. So, like, they're, mm. they're really not wanting anyone there. And throwing um, cats at you. <laughs> yeah, those ch- <laughs> Get cats. <out>. Like, are <laughs> 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 they fly? It's like, <laughs> Matrix cat style. And you're like trying, yeah, you're trying to like <laughs> bend backwards and dodge them. So, maybe you make your own choice on whether or not you're going to go there. If you're allergic to cats, make sure you take your flu or not flu, your allergy medicine yeah. first. Uh, so people believe, I kind of said this, but patients on the property do not welcome visitors and will try to get you to leave at all costs. Across the boards, they do not like you. They will throw cats at you. They will chuck cats. They will hurl cats at your face. They and these will. are not declawed cats either. Yeah, these are wild, demonic cats. Yeah. So they're Feral. full of something. They're full of anger. And probably poop. And poop in <laughs> the thirst for blood. Oh, I'm sure. So Ooh. make your own choice. Uh, people, yeah, people who say if you go, you will experience something. And it's, again, so you can get, I'm a, I'm a little fuzzy on this, but from what I read, you can get the city's permission to go inside the buildings. Okay. But they don't do it often. Hmm. So your choices are go through the city and probably get denied, but maybe get approved. Um, or go through and sneak in, and that's also possible. But probably if you get arrested, your, not on me. Yep, not our fault. Probably your best bet: get a camera, like a, a like a film camera, mm. and a couple of friends. Tell the city that you're filming a documentary, and then do what you want. Yeah, I and I had also read. That there has been no official um, paranormal team go investigate. There's really? Been no investigation, yeah. It's what are you waiting for, ghost hunters? Get on it. Ugh. I want to go so bad. It's just been like hooligan teenagers. So. <sighs> this is so disappointing. I'm so disappointed in the ghost hunting world at large. Yeah. You are letting us down. Failures, all of you. I'm not saying I'm disappointed. I am. <laughs> I am very upset with how you've acted. And I need you need to think about what you're doing or not doing. Look at me. <laughs> you need to go out there. It's Minnesota. So if you're from, was it Illinois? That's near there. It doesn't even matter. Um, Mi- Michigan? It, it doesn't is, even matter where you're side? from. Minnesota and Montana? the dakotas the dakotas if you're from north or south dakota no excuse and i you really really have yeah especially if you're from north dakota there's nothing to do there there is it's like flat and cold so just go to minnesota find yourself a cat and make a a ghost thing (laughs) make a (laughs) ghost thing we sent you there but yeah so that those are two things that you can do in um, Anoka. Sorry, I forgot the name for us. Anoka, Minnesota. How could you forget that? Yeah. Literally, it would be so much fun. There's literally... Mm, sorry, I keep saying literally, and I feel my white girl coming out. Um, <laughs> it's such a festive, awesome thing. And then you can break in, probably get arrested too. That would be fun. You can bring home a kitty. 
Yeah, adopt a cat, a feral cat that probably will hate you forever because you have to go outside. Well, adopt a feral cat that is the reincarnation of a dead a, human. A d- dead human with a lobotomy. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so I wonder if the ghost person would come back as who they were before after the lobotomy. Hmm. Because if it was after, I could just picture you see like, like running into a wall <laughs> over and over again. It's like, <laughs> it's like if Jack was a cat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just like pointed things. <laughs> <sighs> so that's Halloween. That is Halloween in a nutshell. And a random asylum that has and nothing to do with Halloween. I mean, it's in Halloween Town. Yeah, that's true. It's spooky. Lots of kitties. All right. What else do we want to say? Anything? Huh. Let's see. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Shoot us an email at mile13show at gmail.com. And so you can message us if you have been to any of these places or if you have a random spooky story that has nothing to do with anything um, or just want to compliment us. Uh, we only accept compliments. We yeah. do not accept constructive criticism. Yeah, no. If if it's mean, yep. Kim's gonna delete it and not tell us. Yeah, well, really and nothing. and we don't take constructive criticism well. like we don't take any criticism well. Yeah, constructive or otherwise. So just don't say it. I am like a bowl of Jello. So I'm not. Nice I'll cut you. Like. Please don't send me mean things. Kim's like a bowl of Jello, but with a knife poking out of it. <laughs> Fact. Or just knives all around. <laughs> um, or did I say suggestions of places to cover? You did not, but that is a great idea. Yeah. So if you've been, because we try and cover different, either different concepts at one time or different areas where you can visit them. We try and do kind of touristy stuff um, or things you can break into. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't condone. But um, yeah, we accept any suggestions. I've only been to Ohio in Arizona and other states, but I don't, I don't live other places, so I don't know. And we would, we, I would be willing to do an international show. Yeah. If we have international. Been to someplace cool overseas, like the Rotenberg torture museum (laughs) or wherever. Like if you know of someplace cool, send us a story. Um, Mm -hmm. is that it? Yeah. All right. That's all we got. Happy Halloween. Mm -hmm. Bye. (laughs)